Hello and welcome to Tradie Business School podcast. I am joined today with the wonderful Michael and Barry. Uh, you've probably heard us all before, but we love to bring real conversations to you. Uh, tips, uh, tricks, advice and insights to help you run your trade or contracting business more enjoyably, more simply and more profitably. So we're here today to talk about how to make good business decisions. And I can just almost see Barry getting excited about this as I start talking, because I know this is a topic of conversations that's very dear to his heart. And I'd love to, I'm going to just do this and throw it straight over to you, Barry, because I know you've got a question that you want to kick this conversation off with. So everybody, uh, seatbelts on. Uh, park on the side of the road, get ready, and uh, we're ready to roll. Thanks, Miranda. I had a question for both of you guys. Like, what has been the single biggest thing that has brought you to where you are today? What's been the single biggest thing? Well, let's let's throw some ideas out there first. I know that you know the answer, but what's the big, single biggest thing? Single biggest thing. I was going to say all the decisions I've made. Have I gone straight to the punchline? Yes. <laughs> Let's think about it for a second, right? Regardless of our family, regardless of our upbringing, regardless of our environment, mm. it's every decision that we've made has allowed us to become where we are today. It's allowed you guys to wear the clothes that you're wearing, to be looking at the computer you're looking at, to be recording from the microphone you're recording from, to be working for the company you're working for. Mm. Yet the really interesting thing is that 80% of our decisions are unconscious. And even when you don't make a decision, that in itself is actually a decision. Yeah. Inaction is a decision. Inaction. And I remember an old mentor of mine said to me, he's like, Barry, you actually can't make better decisions. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, isn't it fair to say you've had those moments where you look back and think, man, that was a, that was a bad decision, right? I'm sure we can all relate and had those experiences. He said, but the reality was you never made a decision thinking it was going to be a bad decision. You only, you only ever made the best decision available to you at the time. He said, the problem is, though, is that you're making a decision from an impoverished menu. If you go to a restaurant and you have two options, overboiled kale or rancid cornmeal, is either option a bad option? Yeah, yuck. <laughs> it's not, though, right? Like, like that, that, there's only two options. Yeah. Either a bad option. The issue is it's an impoverished menu. Now, this is where I see there's a huge problem in entrepreneurs, and not just entrepreneurs, people in general is that they're making decisions both consciously and unconsciously from an impoverished menu, right? The impoverished menu is, well, this is the way we've always done it, right? This is the way my parents did it. Well, this is, the, this is all we can do because of the government, because of the lockdowns, because of this, because of this. They're outsourcing a lot of their power and ability to make decisions that impact and influence their emotions in their life because of either unconscious programming and patterns from a past or from this belief that we have that that's the only thing we can choose. But mm. what if we got up from that restaurant and we drove down the road to the next restaurant, right? What if we decided to go to the, to the, to the supermarket, buy food, and make our own? There's always other options. Yeah, and I think if we look around the world at others, other business owners, other people, other individuals, everyone's making different decisions. I mean, goodness, you've only got to go into the local supermarket and stare in the person's trolley next to you and notice that they've got 200 items that are completely different to yours that you realise 
there are many other options available to you. Um, and a lot of toilet paper usually, like particularly if there's a lockdown in place, you've got to buy a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, I think we're over there here. But yeah, I know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and and I love what you said, Barry, around um, the the impoverished menu. And so we make the best decision for us in that moment. And I think the key there is time. And in that moment, we always make the best decision for ourselves in that moment. When we look back, the thing that's changed is time, perspective, different knowledge and wisdom. I always yeah. find that moment where you're, you're trying to make a decision and you've brought it down to maybe a couple options. So, you know, you've thought about it. You think, well, these are the options that I have. And then you talk to someone about it and then they say something. You're like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. That is like completely like did not see it in my blind spot, basically. Which, again, I guess a bit of a shameless plug, which is the advantage of, of having a coach or working with the Game Change Pretty Business School is that, you know, we've seen a lot of things. And it's not just what we've seen in terms of strategy and processes and systems to help businesses grow, but our ability to help our clients think differently and find the best solution for them for the current situation, not based on past experiences. Because if we look at what actually drives our decisions, we've got past experiences, we've got peer pressure, pressure, right? And sometimes leaders actually need to be outspoken and original, right? And sometimes when we try to comply or do something that everybody is happy with, we're actually not doing what we need to do to serve us or serve our business. It's like that employee that we keep for too long because we worry about where they need income from. Yet the whole point is, is they're robbing us of income, they're robbing us of profit, they're robbing us of hiring other people that maybe need the money or could do a better job because we're worried about who's going to feed them. But the reality is that that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to lead our business, to make the best decisions for us and for our business and trust that that will also be the best decision for everyone involved. You know, a few other things just to finish off, we make decisions based on our goals, right? Our vision, our mission, our values. We make our decisions based on feedback. Yet there's one really interesting thing that I've been using for years, which I believe is my secret weapon to making incredible decisions, which doesn't rely on past experience, doesn't rely on peer pressure, and most often doesn't even rely on my goals or my feedback. Can you guess what that is? Intuition. Yeah. How do you define intuition? I intuitively knew that. <laughs> I wasn't going to ruin the punchline again. How do you define intuition, Barry? Well, let's look at the word intuition for a second. It's being intuition, meaning that you're in learning, you're in education. And I believe that that we all have this innate knowing or this sixth sense that mm. transcends our past experience. And, you know, I'm sure everyone listening to this or watching this could relate that you've all had an experience in your past where you've had a gut instinct or a feeling or intuition of, the decision that had to be made. Yet it didn't seem logical, it didn't seem realistic, it didn't align with anything you knew. So you went against it and you followed logic, you followed reason, you followed what, what you thought was right or easy and things went to shit. Now I'm also sure everyone's had an experience where for whatever reason they decided just to trust that, that intuition, that knowing, that gun instinct for a second and go against what seemed logical and doors opened up they never saw possible. Things just had a way of working out. But like going to the gym and working a muscle, you can't go to a, to a gym without some form of pain to grow those muscles, without some form of focus, without some form of doing things wrong sometimes. So intuition is something that I believe, like look at a child, they intuitively know right and wrong, good and bad, who, do, who they're attracted to, who they're not attracted to. Yet it's not something we've been taught growing up. We've been taught to think. We've been taught to take on board logic and past experiences. Yet if you always followed past experiences and do the same thing you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Intuition gives us insight into 
you could almost say like a higher path or a higher knowing. Now, without going too woo-woo or spiritual, the more that we start to trust that intuition, the more that we start to build that muscle, the more that we start to realize that even when things don't seem to go the way that we want, they go the way that we need, right? Because some part of us has a higher knowing Mm. and is intuition with something far greater than our past experiences, than our past relationships. So what if your gut, I've heard people say this, I love that definition, and, you know, people go, you know, just trust your gut and their gut's like, well, I don't like it because it's uncomfortable, um, it's unknown, and it generally creates a sense of fear whether the person realises it or not, that's where it's coming from. So trusting just that fear, that gut, well, it doesn't feel good, is that intuition? It's really important to separate the two, Miranda. It's a really great point because there's one thing around having like intuition is a whisper. It's not, it's not a voice yelling at you, right? The first, the first way to understand is this my intuition or is this my ego or my, my, some part of my brain logic? Intuition is a gentle feeling and opening. But yes, there can be some anxiety or fear because a big part of what makes a lot of our decisions consciously and unconsciously is actually our reptilian brain, right? And the reptilian brain that sits in the back, it's the part that exists in anything living. It's very, very old software. It has two functions. Function number one is reproduction. And function number two is survival. And so the reason that you have fear come up often when you are following intuition is because you haven't done that thing before, that to the part of the creature brain, it's not safe. Now, this seems really messed up, but the more that you study psychology, the more that you study NLP, you understand the truth behind it. Right? If we've grown up in an environment where we've been abused, where we've grown up with scarcity and no money, now, although we logically know as an adult that having money is not a bad thing, we seemingly can't attract it easily because we haven't actually had a safe experience of having it. We've had a safe experience of not having it. So we've programmed to our brain that it's safer not to have money or it's safer to have bad relationships. Again, look around. I'm sure you've got friends that are in shitty relationships. They keep hitting their head on the same brick wall, and you look back and think, why the hell does that guy keep doing that? Right? Don't they know better? They're doing it because they're programming, because it's safe, because it's comfortable. And that's where our intuition gives us insight into breaking some incredibly strong past patterns and wounds and actually allowing us to live a life where we're no longer following those past experiences, peer pressures, and so forth, and we can actually create something that's far beyond what we've known in the past. So it's a whisper. It's not a yelling of the ego of that. Uh, that's um, scary, unknown. Could be a tiger going to kill you. It's a different kind of uh, a whisper where you're feeling like part of you inside it has got an answer, and it's trusting and tapping into that, and knowing that there will still probably be some discomfort in it, but learning to build a relationship and recognize that discomfort. Absolutely, 100%. I think it's really important to create that definition because of that. Uh, I hear somebody say, oh, well, I'm going to trust my gut and it doesn't feel comfortable, so I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, no, no, this is the thing you really should be doing. Like I know for myself I've learned very much to tap into that intuition and it is a specific feeling I get through my gut and my heart space and I have a specific conversation and series I feel it now here. The moment I feel that, my brain goes, no, I go, ha, that's that thing again. That's the thing I need to say yes to. And every time I've done that, it's ended up an outstanding result, a huge moment of growth. 
Absolutely. Did and, I want to do things, those things? No. Yeah, <laughs> two things I want to add before I get your perspective, Michael, is first is, again, it's like going to the gym or working out. Initially, mm. it's quite hard. It's quite challenging. The more that you go, the, the easier it becomes. The more you know what to expect. The same with intuition. In the beginning, that fear can seem way bigger than that whisper in your heart. But I can tell you from someone who spent the last 18 years developing this at a very fine art, I must add, I don't have that same anxiety or fear that I once had because I've had so many experiences that have shown me and proved me right that that part of me almost just dissolves any of that fear before it even comes up. The thing that I will share, though, is just know that if trusting your intuition and going down this path is something that is important, something you should do, which I strongly suggest regardless of where you're at, you will not get a greater gift to develop your intuition. Just know that it's very likely when you start doing it, things may start to appear that they're not working or falling apart, right? Just like complete caveat because what actually has to happen is often things need to be uh, dissolved, right, renovated, deconstructed, broke down that haven't actually served you in order to build a stronger foundation for service in the future. So initially you can be like, oh, but I trust my heart like, like those Looney Tunes set on the trading business school and, you know, my, my wife left me or my, my business, my, my, my key staff member left. But I absolutely guarantee you that with hindsight in the next few months or year or so, you look back and go, holy shit, that had to happen for a reason. And I'm where I am today because of it. And, and a distinct example for me is bankruptcy. That exact time my heart, I was like, something feels okay about this. Yet my brain is like, I've lost all my assets. I've let my parents down. I've lost everything that I've spent the last eight years building. In my heart, it's like, it's okay. We've got you. There's something around the corner. I wouldn't be where I am today without that experience. I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't have built what I built within the game changers without that. But at the time, it could have been very easy to go, fuck you, heart. Like, screw your intuition. Like, look at what you've done to me. Mm. Michael. Oh, this, this is the can of worms, this conversation. Like, my yeah. brain. My, my brain's thinking about so many things. In fact, one of the first things that came to mind was game shows. I, I love the show The Chase. It's, um, I know, I just, I, I love seeing people win and I love the competitiveness and the strategy. And they have to have a, there's multiple choice. They get to ask a question, they have to choose A, B or C. And the number of people that choose an answer, but they go, oh, my gut said this, I rethought it and then I changed my answer. And if they followed their gut, they would have been right. <laughs> right? Man, it's so true. <laughs> All the time. It's such a common thing. We doubt our own decision. We doubt, we doubt that thought and then try and critique it and go, that can't be right. I don't back myself. I don't trust myself. I don't believe it. It can't be true. Man, you just reminded me when I had my kitchen showroom, every single time I had customers come in and they picked the colour swatches for their doors and for their bench tops. Right, the very first ones they picked, they'd be like, "Oh, no, I'm not sure." They put them back. They'd go oh, six other options, ten other options. Every single time, they went back to the very first choice. <laughs> Every single time, they just had to confirm with themselves yep. that it was the right choice. The egos need to justify to justify our decisions, to justify our thinking. It's like if we're just gone with that initial, it's like that feels right for me in this moment. Um, I've done the scan of everything I know and feel and that's instantly come to me and there's, oh, no, I've got to go and justify the entire decision by going through every option or perhaps going and talking to all of your family and friends about your decision that you're going to make. 
we haven't got enough time to sort of go into too much depth. And I think this is where the rule, there's real value in coaching and and, uh, and discussion because real decision-making and good decision-making comes under leadership. And as a yeah. leader in your business and your community, you also need to be prepared to make decisions that um, are wrong. You actually need to be okay with that because not every decision that you make is going to be right. And if you live in fear of making the wrong decisions all the time, which I know a lot of people are, which is why they often don't make decisions because they're taking so long and they have to, they don't understand it enough. So they don't make a decision, which is a decision, right? They don't make a decision because they're fearful of something. And yeah. honestly, I believe in order to make good decisions, you actually need to be uncomfortable and or actually you need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. You reminded me of a client that joined uh, the Game Changers program through Freddie Business School. I remember having the conversation and they're like, I, something about this just feels so right, but I've got no idea how I'm going to pay for it. You know, I'm a bit tired. I've got bills to pay. I've got debt. You know, I can afford the first payment, but I just don't know where it's going to come from. But it feels right. And I was like, why don't you trust that? Like, why don't you take this opportunity to trust your intuition? I'll never forget. He rang me up 10 days later and said, you wouldn't believe it. I got a $50,000 refund from the tax department out of the blue. Right, out of the blue. And, and this is a thing, like that's one example of like I've got thousands in my own life and in people's lives that I've worked with or you know, I'm friends with where they've trusted intuitions and things have just worked out better than ever before. So I've got a few things to kind of wrap the episode up with. The first thing just to ponder on is ask yourself the question, like, where are you stuck? Like, where am I stuck right now? And what do you feel has caused you to be stuck? Right? Where are you stuck? What's caused you to be stuck? And if for a moment you were to trust your intuition or you would tap into your heart, sometimes you can just put your hand in your heart and be like, what, what's my intuition telling me? What's my gut telling me? Right? Because I, I, would, I would presuppose that you've been given the information in the past that you pushed it down. You've been given that insight and you decided that it wasn't going to work or it's too painful or it's unknown or it's fearful like Miranda said and you pushed it down. So where are you stuck? What's caused you to be stuck? And what does your heart say? Like, what does the intuition say? Like, what, what decisions do you have to make? What action do you have to take? What's the step to move forward? Just try it out. Just, just try it out. Nice. I, I was speaking to a client recently who had to make a decision and he was searching for the answer. And I said, where are you looking for it? And he goes, oh, in my head. I said, well, is that where the answer is? And he went, no, it's not. It's here. Mm. Because I've been looking in the wrong place. And even more important than that is what's for lunch. I think that's a very important decision that every every tradie wants to make during the day. What am I having the pie or the salad? And that's a very simple and easy decision. I, I think I think more than ever though, like with everything that's going on in the world, there's you know so much conflict with this whole pandemic and you know, a lockdown's working, are they not? Masks, no masks, vaccines, you know, no vaccines. We're just creating a lot of conflict and a lot of separation in families and friends and loved ones. I think now more than ever is the opportunity for all of us to tap more deeply into our intuition and to make the decisions that feel right for us and and support and love and honour others for doing that for them too and realising that everyone is just doing the best they can and stop trying to push your beliefs and shit onto other people. Make the decisions that are right for you Spend the time that you're spending judging others and trying to convince others of your beliefs in in developing your intuition. 
and de- developing your connection because I guarantee that if you start to live your life listening more to your intuition and make a decision there, your business, your relationship, your financial situation, everything will improve far beyond what you've ever noticed in the past. Right. I, I absolutely, hand on heart, guarantee that. But like going to the gym, it's not a matter of going once to get those abs. You've, you've got to keep trusting. You've got to be okay, like Michael said, to make a decision and look back and go, shit, actually, that was my head. It wasn't my heart. I thought it was my intuition. But no, looking back now, it was my brain. It was my logic. It was my fear that made that decision. We've covered so many great topics for all of you out there listening, still parked on the side of the road and you've been able, unable to even start driving again and you thought you'd be at your destination by now. But, um, you know, if uh, if any of this has resonated with you, if it's really landed in a way you're like, you know, there's some, there's, it's just sparked something, a curiosity, um, and you're, to- you're committed to, to your business and to creating some change to you know reclaiming some sort of control in, in life and, and in business then drop a comment below reach out uh we're here and this is what we do um we live it and breathe it so we'd love to hear from you Absolutely. michael miranda thank you everyone that's uh tuned in listening thanks so much and uh we hope to connect with you sometime in the near future see ya bye for now bye guys